Hey guys, this is your girl Amber and this is Reaching Your Potential. In this episode, we're going to kind of take like 12 steps back and really simplify and explain what is occupational therapy? Maybe this should have been an episode in the beginning, but this is going to be great for anybody that might be interested in occupational therapy, may know somebody that is getting occupational therapy, or you're just a listener that wants to learn a thing or two about this awesome profession, also known as OT. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the profession, this is the episode for you. So let's get started. As I said, in this episode, we're going to just discuss some basic things about what occupational therapy is, as well as some main things that we think about, maybe even differences uh, between occupational therapy and physical therapy, and even thinking of some diverse practice areas and settings that OTs can work in. So we'll discuss a few things here and there. But the first thing, what is occupational therapy, also known as OT? Well, OT, the definition or dictionary definition, is a health profession where you're providing rehabilitative services to individuals with mental, physical, or developmental impairments. And most of these people with these impairments, they're having trouble performing these day-to-day activities due to something, due to an injury, due to an illness or a disability. And occupational therapy is really all about teaching these individuals how to work within their limitations so they can live as independently as possible. So our rehab process, it starts with the OT assessing and evaluating that client and trying to figure out what is really challenging for them. And it's really important in that initial eval to, of course, gain rapport, but also asking them, what is the most difficult thing that you can't do that you want to work on? And once you figure that out, we are collaborating with the client and also whoever is part of their social group, whether it's their spouse, their parents, a sibling, there's somebody and we're collabing and we're making sure that their goals are a part of the plan of care. And once we figure out the goals, we are working on getting those goals met through treatment sessions. Treatment sessions, it really depends on the setting, how long those treatment sessions will last. It can be a week, it can be two weeks, it can be as long as 90 days. It really depends on where you are in a specific setting. But the goal is to make sure they reach their goal and to be as independent as possible or at least get to their prior level of functioning. So if their prior level of functioning was independent and right now they're at modicus, 
which means that they can only do half of the task by themselves. We are going to work on goals that will help them to get back to being independent, which means doing the task 100%, all of them. So I hope you guys understand that occupational therapy is not all about getting people jobs, okay? I have heard this so many times because occupation is in the word occupational therapy does not mean that we help people get jobs. We don't do that. Yes, we can work with jobs and work hardening programs and all that other stuff, but that's not the main objective. Occupation in this deal of occupational therapy, occupation means activities that are meaningful. Occupations can entail ADLs, activities of daily living, such as dressing and grooming, toileting, bathing, transfers, functional mobility, things of that nature. Even sleep and rest are a part of your occupations. Work and leisure are a part of occupations. So this is all encompassing someone's lifestyle. It encompasses our lifestyles. And it's really important to know that we all have occupations that are meaningful. And if we are unable to participate in those meaningful occupations, we lose our quality of life and we lose our well-being. So it's really important that we have occupational therapists, we have OTs out there that are working towards those goals to increase their independence, and, but also to increase the participation of meaningful occupations. Now, I'm going to really emphasize this part because a lot of people think that OTs, official therapists, and physical therapists, also known as PTs, do the same thing. And yes, we're both therapists and we both want to improve our clients, but we are two different professions, okay? And I will explain the difference because some people really don't know the difference between the two. So OTs, we are focusing on improving the client's ability to perform those occupations, right? Those activities of daily living. Whereas the PT is focusing on improving the client's ability to perform movement of the human body. Those are the differences. OTs are focusing on those activities of daily living, the things that they need to do on a daily basis. And the PT is focusing on the movement of the human body. So the movement of the muscles, the ligaments, the joints, things of that nature. So the OTs, we're treating the whole person. And what I mean by that, we look at everything in a holistic way. So we're not just looking at the person with their impairment. We're looking at their whole life. We're looking at their social history. We're looking at what they do for fun. We're looking at their habits, their routine. We're looking at them as a whole. Whether they're going to recover from their injury or not, we just want them to fully engage in their daily life. So we're looking at them using a holistic approach. So like OT is so unique because it uses this holistic approach to look not only at the reasons as to why they need to participate and activities that have been impacted because of their impairment. But we also look at other things. We look at their roles. They may be a mom. They might be a teacher. They may be working somewhere. I don't know where, but they have a role other than just being a patient 
And we're looking at their environment. We're looking at where are they living? Are they living in a home that is a multi-level home with a lot of steps and they cannot function properly or safely in the home because they have so many steps? Maybe they live in an apartment that is only a one bedroom apartment and they living with multiple people. So we're looking at the whole thing. The PT on the other hand, their primary goal is to get those patients back in motion with exercises, with massage and other techniques. So they're always learning different types of mods um, to use for patients, um, the different types of joint mobilities, all those other things, but they're focusing on the body. Okay, the PT, they treat that person's actual impairment from a biomechanical perspective. So yes, OTs can use a biomechanical perspective for some parts of the treatment, but we're really focusing more on that rehabilitative part of the body or just as the whole session. PTs, they try to improve the impairment by increasing the person's mobility, their range of motion, their strengthening, they will try to work on aligning bones and joints and also lessening the pain. They focus on preventing the injuries so that can help people avoid getting surgery or having a long-term deficit. So they're trying to work on that impairment. For OTs, we can help you recover from that impairment, but if you don't recover, it's fine because you're still going to engage in those activities. We can find compensatory strategies for you to still enjoy those meaningful occupations regardless of your impairment. And I think that's the beauty of OT is that it doesn't matter if you have the impairment, whether you're going to recover or not, you're still going to be successful in anything that you do because we're going to figure out a way to get you there. PTs and OTs, we have different roles in you know, the in the healthcare profession, but we do have a lot of crossover. So PTs and OTs, we both educate people on how to prevent and avoid injuries. We are all about educating people about the healing process. We're also there to assist our clients with improving their ability to perform those daily activities through training and education. And this is really important during those treatment sessions, we're always educating our clients. We're always training them to be able to do these things on their own. Because to be honest, yes, PT and OT is great, but they're not going to have OT and PT forever. So we have to train them and educate them. So when we have to discharge them because they met their goals, they are still using the tools that we have taught them during treatment sessions. And also, that PTs and OTs both play very important roles and specialize in their areas of practice. There are so many different specializations, certifications that you can have in both PT and OT, and it just makes you more of a unique clinician and makes it known that you specialize in, a, in an area that is going to be needed for a specific population or a specific amount of people with that certain diagnosis. So OTs work with people across the whole lifespan. So it's not just adults. We work with kiddos, little babies, everybody in between. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can benefit from OT. 
I feel like everybody can benefit from OT, but also there are like certain requirements on how you can <laughs> get OT, but that's a whole nother story. And with OT, we have a chance to work with anyone at any age to create these individualized treatments that is unique for this client. So not every treatment session is going to be the same for every single person. And I think that's really cool because that just shows the uniqueness of the person. And it's based on their interests, it's based on their needs, and it's based on their goals. If I have a patient that loves to garden and they cannot garden, we can make treatment sessions that are going to be applicable to that goal of gardening. And that's not going to be the same type of treatment session for someone that likes to watch TV. You know, like there's two different treatment sessions, two different approaches to it. And that's the beauty of OT. You cannot get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. There's always something different because every patient you have is different in their own special way. So as I mentioned, there are so many different individuals that we can work with. There are also different types of practice areas in OT that we can practice OT in. And there's a few that I can think of, such as working with children and youth. You can work in a school. You can work in a juvenile facility. Those are just a few examples. You can even work in the practice area of health and wellness. This one is pretty cool when you're even working with older adults in the community and focusing on health and wellness. Even mental health is so big, especially now if you think about it with our pandemic and everything with COVID-19, people's mental health are at stake and OTs can work in the mental health um, practice area and be very successful in that area. As I mentioned before, occupational therapy isn't really about getting jobs, but we can work in the work and industry practice setting as an OT. And also we work in the rehabilitation and disability practice area which is the area that I work in because I'm working with older adults who are getting these rehabilitative services in the home. And I think that's really awesome to, um, to have because we really want to make sure that it doesn't matter how old you get, you are able to still meet the goals that you want to achieve and also stay home. That is really, really big for older adults. They don't want to move into a nursing home if that was not their decision. Um, I know there are some family members that already made the decision for them. And they're like, yep, you're going to a nursing home and that's it. And that is not cool at all. I mean, I feel that is important for a patient who is older to age in place and to be comfortable in their own home. And I feel that there is no excuse for them to not achieve that, you know? So, I mean, everybody has their own opinion on that type of stuff. But I know for me personally, if I ever have to make a decision on whether my parents have to stay home or move to a nursing home, they're staying home. Like, I will make sure that they stay home and they have the resources needed to age in place successfully. But that's really everything I really wanted to talk about, about occupational therapy, what it is, the difference between PT and OT. I'm actually will have a PT guest on the podcast pretty soon. 
to talk about their experiences as a PT and even working with OTs and other health professions. So definitely stay tuned for that. I'm very excited to start bringing guests on the podcast because it's going to branch out the audience and get people engaged to hear some amazing things about how we can reach our potential in not just OT, but in other ways of life. But that's all I have. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns about anything I mentioned in this episode, definitely hit me up. You guys know my IG, you know my email. Hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. I'm always here listening to you guys. I love the messages I get through my Instagram. Thank you guys for the support and the love. I really do appreciate it. This podcast would not be possible without you. So thank you for the support and keep on supporting the podcast. Keep on telling people about the podcast. Like it, share it, leave a comment, rate it, whatever you do. Let's keep it going. So this is your girl Amber for reaching your potential. Talk to you guys later.